Welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional. And I thank the Lord that we can continue our devotional in the book of Psalms. And we are now moving to Psalm chapter 94. And one of the sad realities that we can just think of our lives today is that the reality of brokenness of this world. We live in a broken world. There is a moral lapses or there are moral lapses and the things that we are seeing today, especially in the crisis in the Middle East and around the world, just remind us of how broken this world is. There are a lot of oppressions and how are we going to react when there is oppression and you and I are victims of oppressions? Not maybe in a large scale, but maybe in a domestic setting, in our workplaces, Wherever we are, we are in a very toxic relationship. So this psalm today is a reflection of the psalmist who writes about God being the God of vengeance in the midst of oppression. The psalmist is tired of oppression caused by the wicked, and he is asking God to take revenge. God is the God of vengeance. Thus, in the first three verses, he pleads, for a fitting divine punishment from God upon all those who oppose him and his ways. He said in verse 1 to 3 here in Psalm 94, O Lord, God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth, repay to the proud what they deserve. O Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked exult? The psalmist clearly expressed here that God seems is not working or is not doing his, his um, way of fulfilling his being a just God or paying retribution to or, or judging these people who oppressed this psalmist and the people. And the next verses from verse 4 to 7 he describes here, the psalmist describes here, the brutal oppression that the weak and the helpless had experienced or had, had suffered. And, and then the worst thing that the psalmist expressed here is that these wicked men believed that God did not see them. Let me read verse 4 to 7. They pour out their arrogant words, all the evildoers boast. They crush your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. They kill the widow and the sojourner and murder the fatherless. And they say, the Lord does not see. The God of Jacob does not perceive. Now they challenge that God is not being aware of what's going on. How foolish are they, are they not? They forget and reject that God is the one who made them. God knows what they are and who they are and what they did. God controls their destinies as he is sovereign and surely he will punish them for their wrongdoing. Look at what the psalmist had written here in verse 8 to 11. Understand, O dullest of the people, fools, when will you be wise? He who have planted the ear, does he not hear? He who formed the eye, does he not see? He who disciplines the nations, does he not rebuke? He who teaches man knowledge, 
the Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are but a breath. One thing we can know for certain about wicked and proud people is that they are blinded and they are they are deaf to the realities that they are not God, that they are going to face God someday. You know, pride is defining and blinding. When a proud person is controlled by his pride, he will not be able to see, he will not be able to hear. He thought that he is the source of power and he takes takes things in his on his hands and not aware and even reject the idea that he will meet God someday and God will judge him. In verse 12, there is a shift of focus here towards the man who suffers. Because the troubles that these wicked men may inflict upon those who are faithful is a way that God is teaching some lessons for this blessed man. He said in verse 12, Blessed is the man whom you discipline, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law. And even the psalmist, Psalm 19, express this reality that when the time that we have problems and hardships in life is the time that we can learn the law and the statutes of God. When the psalmist in Psalm 119 says, it's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn the statutes. So does God abandon the godly during the time that we are in trouble? Definitely not. He's teaching us. He's teaching us to abide in Him. I hope that that should be our reactions. That should be our responses. Is that your response when you're afflicted, when you have problems in life, instead of running away from God, you draw near to God. Then, when at God's opportune time, God punishes the oppressors and gives relief to their victims. In verse 13 to 15, the psalmist continued to express this hope that God will judge these wicked people to give him rest from the days of trouble. This talks about the blessed man who is afflicted. God will give him rest from the days of trouble someday until a pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not forsake his people. He will not abandon his heritage. For justice will return to the righteous and all the upright in heart will follow it. Definitely God will never change. He will not forsake his people. He will not abandon his covenant people. Take notice that the suffering believer has no defense against the wicked. He is helpless. But he has a source of comfort in God. Although he has no source of comfort in, in the things in this world or anybody in this world, but he has God to cling to. In his desperate condition, the psalmist look unto God as his source of joy and consolation. In verse 16 to 19, this is what we, we read. Who rises up for me against the wicked, who stands up for me against evildoers, if the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer 
my soul. Is this your experience that during the time that we are at the end of the rope, seems that we are at our wit's end, our our the end of of our lives. I mean, we are in the corner where we don't have a way um, to to go out from our hardships and difficult situation. But the Lord is not really late. He's always on time. He is always there to rescue us. And that is the experience of the psalmist. When he thought that he was almost to sleep, the steadfast of love of the Lord was there to rescue him. The consolations of the Lord cheer his soul. These wicked oppressors are rulers or they are in place of authority. They oppose God whose law they should be administering. So in other words, these people who caused them problems were not outsiders. They were people who are in authority, delegated authority of God. And he, the psalmist expressed here in verse 20, 21 about this man. Can wicked rulers be allied with you? Those who frame injustice by statute, they band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. Though how they oppress the righteous, as the psalmist expressed, the pain and the difficulties that he described here, the righteous has hope. His only hope is to trust in the overruling government of God, that God is sovereign. He ended up his writings here, his psalm here with this hope, with this high note, verse 22 and 23. But the Lord has become my stronghold. The Lord has become his refuge. And may God rock of my refuge, verse 22. Verse 23, he will bring me back on them the, their iniquity, or he will bring back on them their iniquity and wipe them out for their wickedness. The Lord our God will wipe them out. Yes, God will take revenge. It doesn't mean that God is a man who is full of passion and control, like a man who is full of rage inside to take revenge. God is not capricious in a sense, but because he's a just and righteous God, he will take revenge to those who do evil. Obviously, this psalm is out of psalmist's troubled heart because of the oppression of the wicked. But he acknowledged that God is the God of vengeance. God will avenge and uphold him and those who are righteous. But those that have been guilty of wickedness, he shall brought him in judgment one day. So let's not take things on our hands. Let's commit everything to the Lord. Yes, we think sometimes that God is slow, but no, He's not really slow. His ways are not always, His timings are not our timings. He's not always um, um, predictable in the way He deals with us because His thoughts are not our thoughts, His plans are not our plans. Way ahead and beyond us for our grasp. But we can trust that God knows what is best. We can trust that he will deal with us because he is a loving, kind God. In his steadfast love, he will deal with us and he will take vengeance if we are oppressed. 
May God bless us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word today, for the reminder, Lord, that you are the God who will never allow the wicked go unpunished. Someday they will receive the payment of their sins, Lord. And thank you that you don't deal with us according to our sins anymore because of what Christ did at the cross. We, there, are, there is now therefore no condemnation to us raising Christ. And thank you that you deal with us according to your grace and mercies. And Lord, I pray that we will never be able, we'll never be tempted to take things on our hands, but bring everything to you. And trust, Lord, that you are our just God who will pay or who will require those who do wicked things and oppress us. And thank you, Lord, that we can trust that you will do this in your own time, in your own ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.